Hi, and welcome to episode four of Equination.net's weekly update. I'm your host, Jacqueline Wyatt. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at the results from the second jewel of the Turf Triple Crown and Turf Triple Tierra series. I'm also going to take a look at three of the fields of the upcoming graded stakes that we have this weekend. I'm going to touch on some events, some technical updates, and then we'll wrap things up. Let's get started. On Saturday, we had the second jewel of the Turf Triple Tierra series, which is the Pink Bonnet Stakes. Now this race runs a mile and three sixteenths on the turf for three-year-old fillies. Finishing first with a career-best 127.6 rating is Hustlin' Belief. This filly was third in the Turf Oaks previously, and she's owned by Solanas Acres and is bred by Stoic. She's by the sire Reason to Believe out of the mare Making Green. She has five wins in her lifetime and over $850,000 in lifetime earnings. She's a possible for the Goldacopa Classic, which is the third duel of the series, as her, her preferences range from a mile and three sixteenths to a mile and seven sixteenths. So it'll be very interesting to see how she can follow up her third and first place finishes already in the series in the third duel. Finishing second with also a career best rating, which is 126.57, was Tart. This was a big improvement for this horse in this race. She was previously 14th in the PE stakes, and she's a homebred from Crescent Hill with a lifetime record of three wins from nine starts. She's earned over $370,000. She's also possible for the Golden Cove Classic with very similar uh, preferences as well. Finishing third, earning a career best rating of 125.72, is Twisted Black Velvet. This horse finished 18th last time out, but that was in the Carnation Classic against the boys, so that was a very tough race uh, that she was in prior to coming here. She's a homebred for McDonald Racing, and interestingly enough, this race was actually a, an eighth of a mile outside of her preference, but she ran exceptionally well here. Uh, it's it would have been interesting to see if this was actually in her distance preference, how she would have performed. She's very, very likely for the Goldacova Classic, so I'm really looking forward to her and her next start with this one. She has four wins from 11 starts and over 356,000 in lifetime earnings. The Equination.net Turf Oaks winner, Night Murmurs, finished off the board for the very first time in her career. She finished sixth place with a 124.8 rating, which is still not that far off her 125 rating that she earned in the Oaks, which was enough there, but just not quite enough for this race. There's a possible rematch with her in the Golden Cobra Classic, but it is a sixteenth of a mile outside of her preference, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, her owner decides to put her in that race. The third jewel of the Triple Tierra series is the Golden Cobra Classic, which runs a mile and a half on the turf and will be coming up in just a couple weeks. On Sunday, we had the Guinness Stakes, which is the second jewel of the turf Triple Crown. This one's for open genders, but is typically filled with boys. Finishing first with a career-best 130.9 rating was times 2 KR. This horse closed determinedly for a two and a half length victory, very dominating uh, win for this horse in his graded stake debut too. He's a homebred from Kentucky Racing Barn and is by Supreme Gentleman out of the mare Cosmic Time KR. He has five wins and eight starts and over 870,000 in lifetime earnings. However, I'm not sure if we're going to see this horse come back in the Queen Elizabeth because he, this race is a mile, about an eighth of a mile outside of his preference, but he ran very well and I hope that we get to see more of him in the greatest stake to come. Finishing second with a 128.4 rating was No Word. This horse is owned by Darkwater and was bred by Dust Devil Ranch. 
This horse has been very consistent in graded stake races. He won the Carnation Classic and was third in the Equination.net Turf Derby. All very impressive efforts from this horse. He has four wins, nine starts, and over $900,000 in lifetime earnings. This is another one that I'm not sure if we're going to see in the Queen Elizabeth race because it is about an eighth of a mile out of his preference. Finishing third with a 129.05 rating is Foxfire Portabilis. This horse is a homebred from Foxfire Academy and won, has won three out of 11 starts in her life, his lifetime. He has over 390,000 in lifetime earnings. The Turf Derby winner, Buoyant, unfortunately bounced off of that big effort last time out and finished seventh with a 126.85 rating. It's not likely that we're gonna see this horse come into the Queen Elizabeth, but he'll definitely be a force to reckon with as the season continues. The Queen Elizabeth II Classic is the final jewel of the series and runs over a mile and a half on the turf and is also coming up in just a couple weeks. Also, if you've been hearing any crazy sounds and antics going on in the background, that is my cat running around uh, wildly at this moment, so I do apologize for that. We had a lot of other race results uh, over the last week. We had our very first uh, set of Wednesday races, rated stake races take place. So we kick things off on Wednesday with the Another Dust Ball Mile which is a grade two prep race for four and five-year-olds running a mile and an eighth on the dirt. And in this one, we had Reds prone to Papau finish first with a 130.06 rating. This one's owned by Red Raven Acres. We also had the Equination.net Distaff, which is a grade two for four and five-year-old mares that also runs a mile and an eighth on the dirt. And this one was won by SAS Last Dollar. And this horse earned a 128.45 rating, which is very impressive for a mare and this one's owned by Green Park. In the Nightmarish Design Stakes, which is a grade two prep for four and five-year-olds running six furlongs on the dirt, we had Gypsy Point, who earned a 129.69 rating for owner AAA Horse Stable to take that win. On Saturday, we had the Equination.net Turf Distaff take place, which is also a grade two race. It's for four and five-year-old mares running a mile and an eighth on the turf. Winning this one was Lost in the Moment, who earned a 127.05 rating for owner March Farm. Finishing second, actually no, we're not gonna do that. I'm gonna scratch that and start that one over again. We also had the Saw 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 Sprint take place, which is a grade two for four and five-year-old mares. This one runs seven furlongs on the turf and was won by Remembrancer, who earned a 126.15 rating. This horse is owned by Thunderstorm Stables. Also on Saturday was the Search for Survivor Stakes, which is a grade three stake race for six-year-old and up mares, which runs a mile and five-eighths on the grass. Winning this race was Die of Fright, who was owned by AAA Horse Stable and earned a 122.66 rating. We had three more stake races take place on Sunday. We had the Heart of Darkness Memorial, which is a grade three stake race for six-year-old and up mares, and this race ran a mile and a half on the dirt. Winning that one was Euphoric Ride, who earned a 123.16 rating for owner Gateposts. In the Stratosphere Stakes, which is a grade three for six-year-old and up, horses that are owned by second tier premium members, running a mile and three-eighths on the dirt, was Thunderdome, who earned a 127 rating for owner Wildcat Stable. Rounding out all of the graded stake races was the Tenacious Turf Trial, a grade three stake race for six-year-olds and up that runs a mile and a half on the grass. And winning this one was Rose Hunter, who earned a 126.2 rating for owner Below Farms. 
Congratulations to everyone on the fantastic showing in all of these greatest stake races over the past week. Coming up this weekend, we're going to be taking a break from the Triple Crown, Triple Tierra series for uh, just one weekend. Uh, we won't be seeing any of those races take place as there's a little bit of a break until the next set um, of the third. Let me start over again. Coming up this weekend, we're taking a bit of a break from the Triple Crown and Triple Tierra series as we have a little bit of time until the third jewels kick off for the turf. Coming up this weekend, we're going to be taking a bit of a break from the triple trap. The blah, blah. Coming up this weekend, we're going to be taking a bit of a break from the triple crown and triple tiara series, as we have a little bit of time until the third jewels kick off for all of those series next weekend. But we do have a slew of grade two prep races coming up for the season end grade one races. So we're gonna take a look at the fields for three of those races that are coming up on the weekend. On Saturday, we have the Lafout Mar Conda Marathon. And this one runs a mile and seven eighths on the turf. We're calling for a little bit of rain this week in Europe. So we're gonna see a soft turf course on Saturday. Some of the top contenders include Leave No One, and this one's a homebred from Stoic, who loves the going and the distance. This horse won the Sycamore Stakes as a three-year-old to cap off his last season, and has two 130-plus ratings so far this season, earning a highest race rating of 132.4 last time out. He has posted a 117.24 furlong breeze since that last race on February 13th, and had an average jog after that, so he looks really well-tuned coming into this race. Um, and I don't think we're gonna see him bounce off of that 132 rated effort last time out. Silk Whip is another one to watch here. This one's owned by Below Farms and is bred by Stoic. He won the credit championship back in October. Um, and he's capable of big efforts here as he has a 131.13 highest race rating. He has two 129 plus efforts in his past five starts and really excels on a soft going. So I think all the stars are kind of aligning for him to come into top form for this race. Define My Fear, a homebred from Masioka States, is another one that I'm watching in this race. This is his graded stake debut, and he has a highest race rating of 131.13 as well. It's actually really interesting. I just noticed that. Huh. His best efforts seem to be on soft going too, so this race is going to line up well with him. However, he just raced on February 15th and may not have time to train for this one, so he might be racing back to back. Extender's another one that I'm looking out for here, if he draws in off the also eligible list. Uh, he has been facing Silk Whip in his recent starts and won last time out with a career best 132.15 rating. He's had three 129 up ratings and four 128 and up ratings in his last five starts. So, and he's also prepped really well with a series of four furlong breezes. So if this guy gets in, I think he's going to be really tough to beat in this race. Moving on now to the Pepsi Commands Cup. This race runs a mile and three sixteenths on the turf, and it's going to be taking place in Australasia, which has a forecast of dry weather and firm going. Oogster is one of the top contenders for this race, which is a homebred from Cypress Cove. This horse earned his highest race rating of 131.36 last time out, and is a very consistent heavy hitter with 127 plus rating so far this season. 
He has posted two solid four furlong work work workouts and a gallop to prep for this race. And he's going to be really tough to catch here if he repeats his most recent start. Believable is another top contender in this race. It brings a lot of back class to the table and it's hard to, to toss that out when you're looking at this field. He's bred by Desmond Lee 3 and is owned by Desmond Lee 2. He was second in the Rainbow Futurity as a two-year-old, and as a three-year-old, he won the Equination.net Turf Derby and was third in the Guinness Stakes. That season, he also won the overall three-year-old male award and also added to that the Horse of the Year Award, three-year-old male award, and the Turf Route Runner, Runner Award in the Europe Conference. He has a highest race rating of 130.34. However, he's been a little bit hit or miss this season with his efforts, but he's still posting some decent ratings. He won last time out with a 128.75 rating, but the question is whether or not he's going to get the train prior to this race. I think if he can get something in before this one, that's going to make him pretty tough here. Notification's another horse that I like in this race. This one's a homebred from Lazy Acres Stud. He was third in the Guinness Stakes over this distance as a three-year-old, so he does run really well on this uh, distance and going. He earned his highest race rating of 131.58 two starts ago. And he put in an average jog so far, but shouldn't have time to post a workout prior to the weekend. Sir Prize is another one that I like in this race, and this one's a homebred for McDonald Racing. He ended off last season 18th in the Equination.net Futurity, but he has been on fire since then, with three 128 ratings. He also earned a 130.97 highest race rating last time out. It's going to be interesting to see how he preps this week heading into this race. On Sunday, we have the Twisted Wire Stakes. This one's a mile and three-eighths on the dirt and is usually the prep race for the Equination.net World Cup. There's three horses that I like in this race that I'm having a tough time deciding between. Drama's Insatiable Fear is my top choice for this race. This one's owned by Stoic Racers and was bred by Backstage Farm. He was second in the Paramount Stakes as a three-year-old and he's really maturing a lot this season. He has a highest race rating of 130.91, which he earned four starts ago, and he's coming off of another 130 rated victory. The only problem with this horse coming in this race is that he might be racing back to back. It would be nice if he could get some training in there, but uh, we might be seeing him race back to back off of that 130 effort. True Anarchy is another one that I like in this race. This horse is a homebred from Gemini Farm and earned his highest race rating of 130.63 on February 1st. He bounced a little bit off of that effort and came back with a 126.77 rating um, to finish seventh, second place last time out. Uh, but if we toss that race out and we look at the rest of his uh, performances, he really does look good in this race. Um, the only thing again with this horse is that I'm not sure if he's going to have time to prep before he can uh, put in his effort on the weekend. Taliska Don't Assume Fiction is another one that I'm liking here. This horse has lightly raced in his lifetime with only 11 lifetime starts. He's a homebred from Taliska Racing Stud. He has a highest race rating of 129.07, which he earned on January 30th. He's very consistent and has been earning 127 plus ratings so far this season. And he prepped really well with a 114.87 for furlong breeze. I think that he's gonna be really tough here, especially because he was able to get a good workout under his belt in this race, along with his consistency too. Overall, we have a lot of races coming up this week 
So we have two graded stake races on this coming Wednesday with the Clever Commander Sprint and the Private Terms Classic. We have two stakes on Saturday that we took a look at already. There's two stakes on Sunday, and we have three more stakes coming up on the following Wednesday. Best of luck to all the participants in our upcoming graded stake races. Let's move on to technical updates. So the main update this week is related to the search. So up until this point, you actually haven't been able to use a search to search by ID number. This has finally been fixed. So now you'll be able to search horses, stables, and users by their ID number. There was also a minor update to the user interface where we added an actual search icon next to the search area in the search field in the menu. So hopefully that'll help call out where you can actually perform your searches from. We also resolved a little bug with conference filtering and displaying of the conferences next to the greatest stake races on the greatest stake race schedule. So that will now be customizable. You'll be able to select the conference and view only the greatest stake races that are taking place in that conference. We also resolved a minor bug with the breeding season date that was displayed on the news page. Uh, this date was not taking into account the fact that we were, were actually in a leap year this year. So we get an extra day of breeding uh, compared to what was being stated previously uh, prior to this bug being resolved. Moving on now to events. We actually have an event going on this week. We have the Elite Two-Year-Old Sale taking place. So this auction is available to premium members to participate in. Entries will close and bidding will open on Wednesday morning. And bids will officially close for this auction at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, February 22nd. So there should be some really talented two-year-olds that we see in there because we do have some pretty high restrictions and requirements that must be met to get in there. So I'm interested to see what two-year-olds will see there and what sort of big prices we're going to see on the weekend. We're going to skip the tips and tricks segment this week. Um, if you do have any requests for a tip or trick that you would like to see in the show, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to include um, any topics that are interesting to all of you and provide some assistance. And that wraps up our show for the week. So um, thank you all for tuning in again. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, requests, etc., please feel free to reach out to me through the support center, the message boards, private message, email, Facebook, you name it, there's so many different ways. Um, so again, thank you for tuning in and best of luck in the races.